This episode is brought to you by Combo Curve, uh, the cloud-based operating system for energy companies. We met these guys early on back when it was just Armand and Jeremy, and now they're up to like 75 people. They just closed on a Series B round of funding and are rapidly expanding the platform's core capabilities. So they're crushing it, and I think they're crushing it because they're doing what people said was impossible. Everyone said, hey, when it comes to reserves and economic software, Aries and PhD win, they can't be beat. They're the incumbents, they're the legacy software. They've been around forever. That's what the banks use, it's the format the banks like. But guys like Armand and Jeremy used Aries and PhD Win themselves. And all of their friends also used Aries and PhD Win. And everyone knew that something was missing. And it was just a it was just not really a, a great and comprehensive product. Everybody always complained about it. So these guys, long story short, set out to scratch their own itch and they're proving all the doubters wrong. So now you engineers can take raw data and generate a detailed cash flow statement in minutes not in days. And so their integrated platform lets you feed in live data, forecast, create type curve, generate economics, map and schedule, all of that, then in one single tool that you can collaborate with your team on. One of the coolest parts is that it's actually beautiful software. It's got such a great UI UX. It was one of the first things that I, sh I said to the guys whenever they first showed it to us. And so it makes working in combo curve enjoyable. So if you want more information or if you want to schedule a demo, head on over to combocurve.com. This is the Oil & Gas Startups Podcast, where we showcase emerging technology and the stories of industry founders, investors, and leaders with your hosts, Jake Corley and Colin McClelland. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another week of the Oil & Gas Startups Podcast. We are um, we're coming at this, we're recording this a day after the World Series is uh, done, Astros lost. So Houston's, Houston's in a little bit of a sober mood. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Overcast, the weather's, you know, <laughs> yeah. just kind of gloomy. <laughs> so anyways, well, it's a good day because we get to record a podcast with my guys, Iron IQ. We got Mike and Josh with us here today. Thanks That's, for having us. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Look so to it. Where, are you, where are y'all from? Are y'all from Houston or where are you from? So I'm from Grand Junction, Colorado. That's where we're headquartered. Okay, cool. Um, we also have an office in Denver and that's where uh, Josh yep. is at. Awesome. So y'all are in town from Denver. I'll be heading up to Denver on Friday. Oh, good for you. I'll be there for a couple All days. Right. So, yeah. What are you up there? Uh, I'm going to go speak at School of Mines. Talk to SB chapter up there and then I'm going to take them out for some drinks. Good deal. Yeah. 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 So, well, yeah, I know you will. Yeah. 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 So tell me a little bit about what Iron IQ is and what you guys do. Let's start there. It's kind of give me like the high level, high level pitch. Yeah. So Iron IQ is a cloud native, modern oil and gas SCADA platform, right? Uh, we're trying to get away from using the acronym SCADA because that's kind of associated with, with kind of an old fashioned side of the business, um, but still very necessary and pivotal in, uh, in upstream oil and gas operations, which is currently where we're focused. But yeah. Yeah, that's what we are. Okay, so let's talk about, let's dive into SCADA a little bit. You know, if someone's listening and they don't know what SCADA is, you know, you talk about the SCADA being kind of a traditional old school technology and you want to yeah. kind of get away from that. Tell us about what it is and that way we can have some context of why you're trying to move away from it. Yeah, so, yeah, so SCADA is an acronym, right? Uh, supervisory Control and Data Acquisition, right? It's there's been a modern push towards industrial IoT, right? Everybody's kind of heard of that. Yeah. Where SCADA is different 
first of all, it's been around for a long time, right? The ability to remotely control your assets, you know, particularly in oil and gas, I can close a valve here, I can operate a well, I can shut down a compressor, that sort of thing, right? Um, what SCADA gives you over industrial IoT is this secure control layer, so the C in it, right? Yeah. Um, and because of um, because of that introducing that seemingly, um, you know, it, it's not as simple as it seems, right? Because when you introduce uh, control, you have to have security present, right? And then you also have to have this this handshaking and this. Um, this this understanding that when I send this command, it's going to get down to the field and it's going to shut off this valve when I need to shut it off, and then I'm going to be able to read back that status and and confirm that right. So it's kind of a uh, it's it's a grandfather version of what industrial IoT is, but it's also not I, industrial IoT. Yeah. So when we talk about a, a cloud based solution, like explain to me what that actually what that actually means. So I'm learning some. I actually didn't even know what SCADA, what that stood for. Yeah. So I mean, I've always just said SCADA, but I never actually like, hey, what does that actually stand for? So yeah, I, it's pretty boring, I learned something, right? I learned yeah. something right there. But yeah. Yeah. So tell me, you know, what's, um, you know, what's the differentiator uh, between what you guys do in traditional SCADA? Yeah. So, yeah, so traditional SCADA and what differentiates us particularly is that we had a career in servicing traditional SCADA for a long time. So we came up as a automation engineering and SCADA integration company. Okay. Um, so we'd build out, you know, clear SCADA, Signet, Wonderware, you know, all of these, all of these, all of these platforms. Um, and we were the cooks, right? Imagine these are the knives and the forks and the kitchen and, or these packages were right. The, the software. And then we were the cooks and we had to, build servers out and IT systems and closed firewalled environments. Yeah. And, and then we'd have to take this software and install it. And then we'd have to configure it and build screens out for it and, and, you know, user interfaces. So, and then arrange the data to be pulled into these systems. Then once and then once all that's all done, now we've got to maintain it for years and years and years. Right. Yeah. And it all run the way traditional SCADAs typically ran is, you have a rack room, you know, inside your organization somewhere, maybe in a field office too. You have redundant, geographically redundant setups, right? right? And you, that's the way you run, right? And everything is, everything is siloed within your organization. Everything's siloed inside this software because when most of this software was built, it was designed to run on-prem and it was designed not to really think about how it's going to interact with things outside of SCADA, right? So... so <clears throat> That's a big problem now. You have a lot of really innovative software coming out in the industry. Um, a lot of them we partner with, and their big problem is we have a hard time extracting data and interfacing with data inside these traditional SCADA systems. So where we are different is we are cloud native. We don't run on servers. We don't run on Windows. We don't have any of the security vulnerabilities that come with doing that. Right? We don't. We are 100% cloud native, so we actually run in a serverless, elastic container environment in the cloud. And so what that basically means is, one, we're more secure than any on-premise SCADA system. We're more performant than any on-premise SCADA system because when you're serverless, containerized, um, when you're set up as containerized microservices like we are, it, it expands and it contracts with demand. So when I need to pull you know, let's call it a million devices in the field. 
you know, you try to do that with a traditional SCADA system that's running at maybe I'm pulling 20,000 devices, you know, but then something happens. I got to get, I've got to get a heavy load of data in from the field. It'll puke all over itself and just fall over. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, runs out of resources. Um, even if you're running on-premise SCADA software on a cloud hosted system, right? You're still running a Windows server, you know, a, a virtual machine, and it, it just doesn't perform, you know, those softwares weren't made to run in a cloud environment. And so there's a big difference between cloud hosted and cloud native. So we're completely cloud native where we can expand and contract our resources as needed. We also can interface with um, other third-party systems in parallel as much as we, you know, as soon as the data comes in, we can get it to a machine learning application. We can get it to, you know, a workflow optimization app, you know, yeah. wh whatever it is. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you know, with traditional SCADA systems, they're very, um, you know, geographically based and they become these data silos essentially. So, you know, like you said, we have a lot of, um, you know, innovative technologies coming out, but they may not, let's take machine learning. Mm -hmm. For example, machine learning, you have to have good data sets yep. yeah. to apply that machine yep. learning, right? But if they go to work with client A and client A has, you know, they got SCADA system over here, a SCADA system over here, and a SCADA system over here, you have all of this disparate data in these silos and you can't do you can't do shit with it. Essentially. Yeah. So so okay, that's the problem with uh traditional SCADA. You made a comment and we're kinda of getting deep in the weeds here. We'll we'll bring it back here, but you made a comment about um, cloud native versus cloud uh, hosted. What's the difference between that? Can you kind of elaborate on that? So cloud hosted would be um, if I spun up a, a virtual machine somewhere on, let's say AWS, right? Or Azure, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's still a Windows server machine, right? And, you know, with, with all the resources that that requires. And then I, I just pretend just like that server sitting next to me here, I install my SCADA software on it and I run it hosted in the cloud, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, cloud native is, particularly the way we do it, is we're built like Netflix or, you know, Uber or any other like modern cloud um, architected software. We expand with demand and we contract Everything is running in containerized microservices. So if some, if one little piece fails, it doesn't require a complete power cycle of, right, your, your laptop breaks, what do you do? Or your laptop freezes or something goes on with it, well, hit the power button, let's power cycle it, right? And all the yeah. services come back up and it's magically fixed. We don't do that. We actually have a microservice that's in charge of killing off bad performing microservices within our system. So if something dies, we don't shut down the whole thing, which increases our uptime. We yeah. just kill off and and have another one within within seconds, standing right behind it, ready to yeah. ready to come back in line. Yeah, really interesting. Okay, so let's talk about y'all's backgrounds. Um, Mike, you said that you know y'all came up as a SCADA service company. So why don't you dive into that a bit, and then Josh, I want to know yeah, your background sure. as well. Um, Mike, let's start let's start with you, kind of. Peel back the layers of what you meant by coming up as a SCADA service provider. Yeah, so I actually um, I started in the field doing well control, you know, and oh, yeah? <laughs> in Western Wyoming, you know. Um, so I I uh, I did plunger lift applications. I brought in tank levels. I wired up instruments. I created um, programming on our RTUs, remote 
um, units out there that do control. And um, I, I built Bungelift programs to, um, to to do that, and then kind of just work my way all the way down the chain, all the way from compressor stations to you know adminning large SCADA systems, and then down to refineries and running you know building control systems for uh, for refineries. And we years ago started a business doing that with a couple of my founding partners and. Um, the, the genesis of this product that we've created, our upstream oil and gas product is patch IQ is we were kind of frustrated by the limitations and the failure to evolve, um, of all the systems that we'd used all along the line to basically build our career. Right. And we, we had quite an expertise in these systems, but we realized, man, they're, they're really being left behind, right? They're not doing the things that modern software systems are doing. Well, they're not going to change because they have no reason to change. They control the market. And Mm -hmm. so what we proposed and what we did is we actually um, had a few full stack developers that worked on our team and we created, um, you know, we created our, uh, our, the first version of our product and ran it and ran it and then made it better and better and said, man, this is the way you definitely need to do SCADA in the future. That's pretty and, cool. So that's, that's how we I got down it, this yeah. path. Yeah. Josh, what's your background? Yeah. So I've, I came over to Tyron IQ in December of last okay. year. So for that, um, way back in the day, I did, uh, medical device sales, uh, yeah. about 13 years and then, uh, got into with geodynamics. So yeah. the completion tool side and perforating and, and we sold in uh, 18 to oil states and hung off a yeah. little bit and then met up with uh, with Mike and Matt Showalter is one of our, one of our founders as well. And um, great guys uh, saw the light that in the tunnel there with technology and what they're doing um, made sense. And talking to the folks in production that I know around the industry and the frustrations they have with say uh, skate assistance right now they use just made sense for me to come over. So yeah, I came over in December and just, Traveling all the place here, just spreading the word, rocking Rock and rolling. Yeah, sense, yeah. Huh? yeah. Yeah. So going from medical cells to uh, geodynamics, you know, that's a that's a hell of a <laughs> that was a big job. Yeah, that's a big right? job. Yeah. yeah. You go from you know medical cells helping save people to geodynamics, where you're blowing up <laughs> yeah, rocks and, exactly. and sending exactly. explosives yeah. down all. Yeah. yeah. I used to run wild. Oh, did you? A lot of okay. Geodynamics yeah. charges yeah. back in the sure. days. So sure. yeah. Um, so you know, with the. Uh, Let's talk about like the progression of the idea. So how long, you know, have y'all been working on this? When did you launch it? Uh, four years ago was the first version of our product. Okay. At that time it was called Atlas Skata. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So when you guys, you know, started building it out, you said you had a couple of full stack devs um, on board and that's kind of how you got your first iteration. Like, let's talk about actually making the product because I like getting like down in the weeds, like the, the nitty gritty yeah. of like how you actually make it like you have an idea like oh hey look skata systems are shitty you know that's our business working on them like they're not good systems we need to mm-hmm. invent something new how'd you go about that process of doing it yeah uh so luckily we kind of had the complete package with with my founding partners um early on so we we had one guy that was an evil genius and um you know was, was a was a really great He's still with us. His name's Matt Melvin, uh, and uh, just an incredibly smart guy. Um, was able, you know, we we had just a series of years of conversation before we actually arrived at this point four years ago. And you know, a SCADA system needs to do this, right? And and luckily, he was he, he was also 
he knew SCADA, right? And uh, my other partner, uh, founding partner, Dustin Kittleson, and I, uh, we could do the field component because at that time we we actually um, we introduced hardware with it as well. Um, oh, okay. we, we still do that, right? But yeah. We're kind of we're also agnostic where we can step in the place of. It's probably better to be agnostic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We don't have to get in the physical hardware game. One, it's harder to scale that yeah. way. But two, yeah. it's just you know different companies have different types of equipment, so it's better if you just stay agnostic. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, and we we just we service that need when we come across it, right? Like some some of our customers buried entry is that they don't have any equipment in the field. We're a little interesting where we actually operate it on a subscription. So you've subscribed to equipment, you subscribe. We've changed the pricing model for SCADA as well. Right. Yeah. And so we're all about being turnkey. So, yeah. um, you know, just like the, the hardware, you, we install a little man size skid there and it's everything you need to automate a well site. Um, SCADA is presented to the customer the exact same way. We actually have retained our, our founding spirit of being SCADA engineers. So when you call into our company or when we handle your onboarding, you actually talk to SCADA engineers that have worked for large oil and gas producers over the years. And it's not software guys. It's not, it's, you know, the INE teams are talking to actual SCADA engineers and that's who's supporting your product around the clock. Yeah. Um, So you made an interesting comment about some, some clients may not have equipment out in the field. This episode is brought to you by our partners over at Liquid Frameworks. You know, we talk about all this cutting edge technology every single week. And what's crazy, this is still a lot of VMPs, a lot of oil field service companies are still managing their field operations in Excel and on paper, and it's 2021. That's what's crazy to me. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. It's such a pain. It's time consuming. And all in all, it's just highly inefficient. Luckily for you, Liquid Frameworks has been making people's lives in the field and the back office so much easier for years now. Their field effects platform streamlines communication between accounting, field operations, and office management, all at the touch of a button. Trusted by teams at Liberty Oilfield, Expro, Shaw Core, and numerous others. So if you're still stuck on paper in Excel and thinking about finally making that switch, which you should, check out the website, schedule a demo. We've actually got a link for you to sign up for a custom demo in the show notes. It's liquidframeworks.com forward slash digital wildcatters. Liquid Frameworks is also going to be presenting the field effects platform at the Houston Energy Tech Night on October 27th, 2021. So if you haven't registered for that, you haven't been to Energy Tech Night before, come check it out. Come see Liquid Frameworks Field Effects Platform live. You'll be there to meet with the team, ask questions, plus a ton of other really cool technologies. So we'll see you guys there. Go check them out. Let's talk about like how how does that work? Like if they want to use Iron IQ, how do they use it if they don't have any equipment out in the field? Like how did you guys actually pull that information or you said you know you rent rent equipment? How's yeah. that work? Yeah. Yeah, so we uh, obviously I like learning about yeah. this because like, like I don't know shit. About yeah. So well, they're gonna. Yeah, I didn't either when I started. Well, obviously, uh, the big thing is uh, we we do a kind of a site survey. So we'll, I'll bring you from step one to you know step. Three, yeah, like right? yeah, like um, I like act like I'm a client. Yeah. You know, I'm an EMP, and I'm like, hey man, yeah. this sounds cool. Yeah, Let's talk Get about my shit though. <laughs> so yeah, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna have you know one of basically our uh, our field technician rundown and he's going to run around with you as long as it takes to all your sites and he's going to document and do a site survey for you and your level of understanding of what you need or what you want it, it varies from customer to customer but you tell us we basically gather that information we come up with a a virtualization plan and a and a um a, basically a, a migration plan of whatever state your field's in into our software we will build out that those units typically everything's built on site right you order all the packages all the instrumentation everything and you just assemble it 
hard to the well site and hard to the tanks and that doesn't happen. We actually, in our warehouse, we simulate everything. So all of your wells, let's say you have 30 wells, we actually build skid units, we simulate everything, we factory acceptance test it, and then we just load it in a trailer and bring it down and we use quick connect fittings, everything's wireless. Um, we install it in a couple hours on your each well oh, site. Nice. So it's actually not hardwired, mm-hmm. it's all quick connect. Well, and it works great for maybe wells that aren't too far out of a you know, you're going to use artificial lift. You're going to use SCADA to prolong maybe a, a P&A liability on a well. But at some point, you know it's going to happen. You can actually P&A that well and then bring that equipment down the road, reinstall it, and use it on another well. Because you're, yeah, you're not mobile. subscribing mobile, to a well yeah. site. Yeah. Yeah. So it's mobile. So you can transport it from pad to pad. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then it's it's plug and play with our, soft, with our SCADA software, our hosted system. So from that point on, you you hit the ground running. Yeah. So if you don't have the equipment, essentially you've got this uh, modular mobile setup that can bring out there um, and get it hooked up. If I need to move it to another well after we've PNA'd that one, can move it. It's mobile. But if I was a larger oper- operator and I already have SCADA infrastructure in place. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You guys can you can layer the the software over that as yeah, well. That's, yeah, that's where we can really help, right? Because one thing we noticed in our career, and you kind of alluded to it earlier, is you may be completely um, all of your assets may be on SCADA, but you know whether it's through acquisition or just multiple chefs being in the kitchen, um, you may have three or four different types of SCADA systems, or you may have one SCADA system, but everything is is disparate, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We, one of the very powerful things that we provide that kind of goes hand in hand with the data exchange we were talking about is we have a patch IQ data model. Okay. So we have an extraction layer or an abstraction layer built into our system that normalizes your complete data data set once it comes into our system. And then because we have a team of SCADA engineers, if you say, I have a, I have a Wonderware system, I have a Signet system, I have a ClearSCADA system, I need them all into one, right? There's, there's a lot of power in having everything into one platform for your business to operate on. Um, what we do is we help you migrate that into our system, and we can reverse engineer everything you've got going on in your system. And then from that point on, everything's going to be normalized, right? Um, compressor is going to be a compressor, tank is going to be a tank, and they're all going to have a relationship. Right. That's another very powerful part about our system. So now we can do things like tell me on Route J what my oil total was five hours ago. Right. And we can do an API call. Look, whatever software, you know, wants to subscribe to our API endpoint, you can do an API call, ask for just that data piece, get that returned and use that. And what, you know, whether it's Power BI or whatever. Yeah. Um, So that that data model is extremely powerful. That's actually you know, I wish Jake was here on the podcast today because this is something he likes to nerd nerd out on. Um, but really, the centralization of data mm-hmm. and having clean, normalized data like that's, you know, there's a lot of tech startups in the space that want to focus on machine learning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cool. Yeah, um, talk about big data and things like that. But well, the gas industry's had a big problem of just centralizing and normalizing yep. data, yep. right, and having it on one platform, and then at that point started actually getting insight and, you know, running analytics or machine learning on top of it. So if I'm hearing you right, it sounds like that's actually a pretty big contributor to making that happen. If, okay, look, not only, you know, you have all the, through a traditional SCADA system, you have all this disparate data, but we're going to bring it all into central location. And then we're also going to normalize it too. Yep. Absolutely. We, 
we saw that softwares and really any um, any subscriber to field data that was going to be their limitation, right? And it couldn't be solved with anything other than the SCADA system. It has to start at the SCADA system because that's where the data is originating, right? So we've we've almost picked up that flag off the battlefield and we've said like we're going to be the ones that are going to carry this across. You know, yeah. and we're going to it's going to it's we're going to be the the rising tide that's going to, you know, lift all boats. And yeah. um, you know, every everybody that subscribes to our data is going to be better and their software is going to reach fuller potential because we are in the middle of that transaction. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So for you guys um and you know, Josh, uh, in your role, your CRO, mm -hmm. right? So let's talk about you know adoption of the technology. I always like to hear you know what companies are seeing in terms of adoption, especially with something that's like you know traditional system like SCADA. You know, you're coming in here and you're saying, "Oh, look, you know, we can do it better than traditional SCADA," and that might scare you know some some companies sure. away. What's the reception been? to the product, you know, as you guys are trying to get market penetration and get it in more clients' hands. I mean, are people getting the value proposition pretty quick or? Yeah, they're getting it quickly. I mean, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a struggle that everybody deals with on a day-to-day -day yeah. basis. And when I first started talking about the system and listening to, you know, production engineers that spend two, three hours a day just pulling data out of a legacy system into Power BI, scrubbing that, getting to a report and then putting back in, that's away from their typical engineering day, right? So the struggle for them is, what does that cost the company? If each production engineer does that each day, and then there's a super user within the group that really owns all that for that group, plus you have a you know full-blown SCADA team, however many people that that consists of. Um, for us, for we first started talking about it was, we're a shoe-in for folks that are acquiring new acreage, right? So if you're, you're a startup, you don't wanna have to worry about extra overhead, hire more people, you're bringing this in the fold, you don't want to worry about the legacy system and we're about servers and maintaining those even folks that do it today i've heard this all the time is i can't believe in this day and age i'm still maintaining a server in my location yeah. why is that <laughs> happening so it's a breath of fresh air when we come in um very well received we're onboarding another customer here um, this week awesome. so um yeah which is i think that's what's like it's really well to think you know you talk about production engineers spending two or three hours of their day just pulling yeah. data cleaning mm -hmm. it visualizing it through power bi or Spotfire or whatever yep. it may be and then um extrapolate that across a team of 10 engineers exactly. it's like you got really smart people that you're just paying to be you know data bitches <laughs> essentially and yeah. like just pull in yeah. information yeah. And like it's just grunt work yep. you know instead of hey we should we need our engineers to be more efficient and actually thinking through critical yeah. problems of how can we make this well more efficient exactly. or make this asset more efficient. Exactly. So mm -hmm. yeah, just enabling teams to be more efficient and not spend their time doing work that doesn't contribute to uh, the bottom yeah. line. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. We talked about this yesterday with somebody. It's just, you have folks that have their day-to-day, -day, you know, daily grind in the C-level or C-suite, wherever they're at, or operations managers or VPs of production. And they're delegating all this, you know, this uh, responsibility to their teams. And they may say to them every once in a while, but it's just part of the gig, right? That's what they've been used to. And it's been yeah. a system they've used and they're entrenched across the whole company. And they've had it for, some of them had it for, yeah, what, 20 years, right? Some of these folks have. So there's a lot of this 
their folks are using software that's built in the 90s. It's still the same, still the same software. They may have given a little face, you know, a little, little facelift, but it's still the same software. No, I've, I've said this multiple times on this podcast, but I remember like 2017, 18, go to some conferences and people would have their software up on display. And I'm like, why are you proud of that? Like, it looks like it was made in the 90s, early 2000s. Frogger on it. Yeah, it was crazy to me. Like, God. Yeah. So, you know, let's address like, um, you know, you talked about the C and SCADA. Um, Let's talk about the security of the platform. You know, everyone's always worried about, um, you know, security of their data and just making sure that there's no breaches or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I know you made a comment about it being more secure. Can you talk, you know, go back to your comment about maintaining on-prem mm-hmm. servers, mm-hmm. you know, that was always like people, like I remember when you talked about the cloud back in 2016, 2017, like everyone's running on-prem servers. Mm-hmm. Like the no way oil and gas will ever operate on the cloud yeah. and fast mm-hmm. forward today. And guess what? They are operating <laughs> on the cloud because it's that. Yeah. Like Apple and Google and Amazon yep. operate on the cloud. Trust me, your little oil <laughs> company can operate on the cloud as yep. well. Um, but, you know, with security, um, especially in a system where, you know, you can pulling data right from the asset, have some element of control, you know, how how are you all more secure than physical traditional SCADA systems? Yeah, so the big security vulnerability is that there mo- all of them are built to run on windows server right windows the operating system the fact that they have to run on an operating system unless you're keeping that um absolutely up to date with every patch and every update that comes out which i can tell you being on the inside of these <laughs> does not happen because it will break the SCADA system yeah. You know, and that causes production loss. And, you know, this That's whole... That's probably never want to push it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, no, it's Exactly. And these just, you know, it, it's the way it is, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing we've done is we don't... There's no operating system that we install our software on. It's, it's completely serverless. So we don't, so yeah. we don't have that vulnerability. Nobody's going to come in and attack our version of Windows because yeah. we don't have a version of Windows. Right. We have a microservice and there's no one thing to attack. And we have a software, a SOC team that monitors all of our customers' instances 24-7. And it looks for um, interesting behavior, unknown IP addresses, just like any other modern secure app, you know, application. We have somebody that sits there and goes, oh, this looks crazy. Or, oh, we have an attack here on our this microservice. We're going to kill it off and just spin back up another one or we're going to isolate this or we have a team that has the ability to do that right and i don't think there's any um if there is i'm not aware of them any other on-prem on-prem or even cloud hosted systems that are that are doing that right they yeah obviously they're, they're probably leveraging some pretty advanced um it security um structures right but they're they're not taking it to that degree yeah yeah, yeah for sure do you guys focus on um just upstream assets or do you you know focus on anything midstream downstream or any other industry verticals we can do midstream um the problem is it's not so we have patch iq which is 
there, I mentioned we have a data model. We're very specialized in upstream, right? Because yeah. there's a big problem to solve up there. Yeah. Um, but uh, we we do have some midstream. It's just not it's not tailored for midstream. We do have Pipe IQ, which is yeah. going to be our next product. We're probably going to start wrapping into yeah. next, next year. Yeah, but you don't necessarily yeah. fit Patch IQ to midstream yep. applications. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like I said, I have no idea when it comes to SCADA, so I don't know if I could, you know, just like swap it right over. Yeah, to, to we, we can and or, we do, you know, it's just, um, you know, the way we display facilities, we've got more grand plans than that. But certainly like our customers that have pipelines, we can retrieve all their measurement data. We can open and close valves. We can control compressors right now Yeah. Um, with patch IQ, but it's yeah. right to us we hold ourselves to a very high standard right yeah. and if we're going to call something a midstream product it's going to be a midstream product <laughs> to our standards but yes we can make patch iq gotcha. monitoring gotcha. midstream yeah all right that's a good answer. <laughs> hold ourselves to a high standard <laughs> when we show something for midstream it's going to be that's top, right top tier that's right midstream. exactly yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah. i love it so for you guys um you know been running the product for a few years now how did you go about you know, have y'all bootstrapped this and grown it within cash flow? Did y'all take on funding? Tell us a little bit about how um, you built out the the commercial aspect of. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the nice thing was we uh, we did bootstrap for a long time. We had a a pretty uh, robust service business that we could use to fund our um, our software development. And then when it reached the point where we're like, man, we've really got something here, um, we did raise some funding. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, we're, we brought in some amazing, um, initial investors. We did have, um, uh, you know, a seed round investor, awesome. um, and an angel investor that was, has been with us the whole time. Um, it's awesome when you find yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Ride, quite a bit. Ride the and, with you, yeah. And they, they, they've been great and they've been very influential in our business. Um, and our, our other founder, I haven't mentioned him yet. Um, Matt Showalter, we actually, um, merged with his company he had a company called drillbox okay that's where we picked up the the, the cloud development team um that came that's what i was kind of getting that's what i was kind of getting at is mm-hmm. you know like hearing the progression of how things are built and it's yeah. like, okay well where did the development team come from so he said it was the box yeah drillbox drill yeah we merged with them three years ago okay yeah. uh what was what was drillbox was it like same skata um idea concept? drillbox was a uh, basically an oil and gas data data aggregator right okay. so they uh um they basically uh you know sliced and diced and pulled data in from you know uh disparate um data sets and yeah. um you know did the whole etl thing and then presented it in a nice presentation layer yeah right? got yeah. you so you know for the the development side what i liked about or the support side sorry what i like that you said is like when someone calls you know they're talking to an it person that's you know handled SCADA. i think that's important right yeah. it's yeah. like you know when i'm like calling someone like me and i'm like dude i don't know what the fuck SCADA <laughs> is in the first place but that's um you know what, what kind of support team are y'all running you know if someone's listening to this and they're interested in um you know, trying you guys out and they got questions about the support, you know, is that 24 seven? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. support. I'm, I'm assuming yep. we grew up oil and gas. So it is 24 <laughs> seven, 365 Christmas Eve. Doesn't <laughs> Thanksgiving matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. We, and, uh, the nice thing about us is we, uh, 
we we always have two people that know your system right and then we have a a, a third that's a rover um and he's in charge of kind of if somebody has to phase out for a minute they're going on vacation or something like that he'll fill in but um they get to know these customers and and our goal is to you know we want the in-house skated team feel yeah but not make you pay for it yeah so yeah 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 if you don't you know if you not have that uh the cost of the the in-house team i mean that it's a selling point too especially you know to the smaller emps or new up-and-coming startups Mm -hmm. they can deploy you guys and you know cut cut some uh overhead where they don't have to have a in-house it Mm -hmm. team and that was always like you know back you know call it four or five years ago um that was kind of the thing with software was you'd have software companies look at um, oil and gas companies and I'd be like, yeah, look, you got the majors and the large independents, but there's this huge market of independent operators that don't have an internal IT team to Mm -hmm. deploy technology. And so you need solutions like Mm -hmm. this where it's like, hey, I see the value proposition of what you guys do. I don't have the technical expertise or team to carry it out, but can you help me out? plug and play yep. yeah it can be you know we'll ship out a skid and it'll be quick connect mm-hmm. and then we can get you up and running in a few hours and yep. you know if you need support call our guys that way you don't need a internal it team yep. so yeah. that's a, a huge benefit for you know especially for the majority of the market like people outside of the industry think that the majors drill all the oil wells and i'm like man they drill like 10 <laughs> or 15 percent of the wells in the u.s drilled by a bunch of smaller smaller operators so you need solutions like that you know last question for you guys um it's kind of vague broad question but i just like to see where the mindset of teams are at is like what do you get most excited about over the next year in terms of building the business or deploying the technology like i know you guys got to be excited about something Mm -hmm. or a challenge that you're trying to you know it sounds like you got a midstream product that you guys want to build and Mm -hmm. launch what gets you guys going well the thing i'm most excited about is finally seeing this this section of the industry change right skater we'll call it skater right now we're going to come up with a better app but, <laughs> but, but, yeah. i love making up stuff yeah. like yeah but, but uh maybe you can help us yeah, with that, right? yeah. um so we uh we've come to consensus on my podcast that anyone that goes out and services a bitcoin mine uh server we're gonna just call them Bitcoin pumpers. Like, that's gonna be the adage. Like, you're a well pumper, you're gonna be a Bitcoin pumper. So, yeah. like, that's makes what we sense. Do on the yeah. Show. We make yeah. up terms and we adopt them. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Well, we could use some help with that. But the biggest thing is, um, it's our destiny, you know, to be, and I think it's gonna happen very soon. Um, People have built some really awesome SCADA systems out there, homebrewed sort of things, but that also means a lot of technical debt, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, by, the by the nature of how we built this product and built this business, we will become the best, most modern, most amazing, most rich featured oil and gas SCADA system in the history of you know mankind, really. Because unlike everybody else who's doing it in-house, we don't just reach a point and then stop, right? you know, oh, we have a budget for this. We're going to build this SCADA system out. And then we're, we're going to kind of, we may add some features here and there. Like we are consistently building every single day. That is our mission. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're listening. We have the network effect, right? Like we're bringing in information and, and advice from our large guys, our small guys, our independents. Everybody has good ideas. And we use that to enrich our, 
you know, to enrich our system. And so the way we've set ourselves up, like we're going to be, uh, we're, we're going to be the best skated system I out there. It. Yeah. I love it. If someone's listening to the show, you know, we have lots of, uh, production engineers, um, that are listeners. Where can they find you guys at if they want to check out the software or get a demo? You know, what's the website? Is it? Uh, iron, iron-iq.com. Iron-iq.com. All right. We'll put a link to that in the show notes so that you guys can check it out. And are y'all on LinkedIn? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Search these guys yeah. and find them on LinkedIn. We'll Please put do. your LinkedIn bios or links yep. in the show notes. Um, you know, I think that this is really interesting to me because you look at the evolution of technology. Once upon a time, SCADA was, you know, very innovative, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. that was, that was the new, like, oh man, we can, we can have control yep. of data. And then it doesn't take long for that to get outdated. And I think that the oil and gas industry can do a lot more with technology once we get the data issue figured out in terms of centralizing cleaning it up and standard standardizing it so this is actually really really interesting to me and hope to see you guys succeed and hopefully help out those production engineers so they don't have to spend three hours of their day pulling and That's, transferring data. I hope so. it's josh's I mission so. yeah. Yeah. he's got a mandate so. he's gonna go out there and save his Guys, I appreciate you coming on the show appreciate and uh, talking to us about this technology and hopefully be able to get you guys on soon and have a have a good update. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thanks, thanks. for Thanks, appreciate it. All right, guys, if you enjoyed that episode, make sure to leave us a five-star review. You guys kind of stop leaving us reviews. I don't know if they matter or not on, on Apple. You can't even do it on Spotify, but if you're on Apple, leave us a five-star review. Uh, go to our website, check out the Big Digital Energy newsletter. And then check out the BDE show. Chuck and I host it every Tuesday at 10.30 in the morning. Catch you guys next week.